Yomadav Kaf Aleph, the last thing we're discussing, that on an average day, they would give Trumat Adeshen during the calling of the Gever, the Kriyata Gever. And Rav said, Kriyata Gever is when the Kohen who announces the Kohanim to do their job, that's called a Gever, he, it's an actual person. And Rabbi Shela said that a Gever is a rooster when the rooster crows. And we brought a Braita like Rav, and we brought a Braita like Rabbi Shela. And with that, we are starting Yoma Kafalef Amudalef, six lines in, where it says Amarav Yehuda, where Amarav, the seventh line in right now. Besha'ash Yisrael, all in the regular Bnei Yisrael went up to Harabait, Omdim Tzefufim. They would be crowded. There were so many people. Mishtachavim Revachim, but yet when they bowed down, they were spaced. Benim Shachin, Achad Yisrael Amah, Horak Beta Kaporet. And they would have to use every part of the Azara area, even the 11 Amot, behind where the Kodesh HaKodeshim is. And the Gemara asks, my Kama, what's going on over here? You said that there, there was room and they bowed down, then they said you need the, the room in the back of the Kaporet area. So Haki Kama, this is what I was trying to say. Kaporet. Even though there were so many people and it was stuffed and you even needed to use the 11 amot behind the kaporet to just have sta- to have people standing and they were crowded. When they bowed down, there was a miracle. And they were spaced. This is one of the 10 miracles that happened in the Beit HaMikdash. We know the famous Mishnah. There was ten miracles that happened in the Beit Hamikdash. Uh, pregnant woman never had a miscarriage from the smell of the meat of the Kodesh. She never wanted it so much, and they couldn't give it to her uh, that she had a miscarriage. And right away, the Mifashim asked, "How's that possible? If it's no difference than Yom Kippur, if you're allowed to give her to eat on Yom Kippur, just a karet." So they said the miracle was that no woman had a ta'avat to eat that meat and that would lead to a situation. Number two, the meat of the Kodesh never became uh, rotten and never smelled, even though sometimes they would leave it on top of the Mizbah. They were busy, it was two, three days. Still nothing ever happened to Bessara Kodesh. There was never a fly in the slaughterhouse of the Beit HaMikdash. There was a Kohen Gadol never had keri, I mean dafka keri. There was other tumot or psulim that did happen, but it was never keri that happened on Yom Kippur. The Omer was never pasul because they would cut exactly what they needed. And there was never, a, and then they would have to sift it and so on. And it was never a situation where it became pasul. And same idea, that the two halot that they gave on Shavuot, they never became pasul. Same idea, there was never, there was never pasul when it came to lechem apanim. I remember all these things, you can't switch it with another, you can't switch another Omer, you can't switch another Shetei Alechem, you can't switch another Lechem Apanim. So it was a miracle that they would never became Pasul. They would stand crowded and bow down in space. And a scorpion or a snake never damaged anyone, never hurt anyone in Yerushalayim ever. And nobody ever said, there's no room in Yerushalayim for me to stay overnight. 
Now the Gemara asks, Patah by Mikdash, you said 10 miracles in the Beit HaMikdash, Vesiyem, Yerushalayim, the last two were about Yerushalayim. So the Gemara explains, Ika Tartech, Haran Yetah, there was two more by Mikdash. What were they? The Tanya Me'olam, Lakibu Geshemim, Eshel Ma'atzea Me'alacha, Rain never extinguished the fire of the Ma'alacha, Be'ashana Ma'alacha, Afilu Kol Ruchot Sheba'olam Ba'otum, In Ashvotvo, the smoke of the Ma'alacha, of the Mizbech, that went up, of all the winds that could come and they could uh, they could uh, go right through that smoke and they wouldn't be able to move the smoke around it would just go up straight and that's the 10 miracles and the Gemara asks there was no more miracles of Shemaya from a city called Kalanbosad you have a lot of earthenware vessels that swallowed from the meat that you cooked in there. For example, uh, if you have basar kodashim in there, now all of a sudden, and the, the basar kodashim absorbed into the actual vessel, whatever was absorbed into the vessel became notar the next day, and you have to break it, and you have to get rid of it. And the miracle was that it was swallowed in the earth itself, meaning you didn't have to do anything. You just, uh, just sw- it swallowed uh, through the earth. Same thing with the mura, the crop of any bird, the feathers of any bird that were ola, the ashes of the inside mizbeach, the ketoret, and same thing with whatever you had to clean from the menorah, you just put it on the, the east side of the kevesh, they were swallowed. So you see, there's more miracles. Slagmax explained, Pesule the three things that were not pasul, the Omer, the Shetei Alechem, the Lechem Apanim, they're all considered pasul. So meaning meaning, they're under one category of pasul. Therefore, Hashvinu Behadas consider them one category. And now, Apek Tere, Teka Tua, Ve'ayel Tere, you could put the, these two. Ya'achi, if that's the case, then Bilo'in Nami Tere Avu. The Shivrei Kelecheres, or the feathers and the crop, from, or the Dishun, all these things that were swallowed, just uh, say they're all... Uh, the same uh, category that the earth swallowed, whatever was pasul, hashvinu behad, consider them one. The hasulo, now you're still missing from the ten miracles. So the Gemara explains, there's another one. There was a big miracle. The same way it was hot and warm and fresh when you put it there, it was the same thing a week later when you took it out. It was also fresh and hot and warm. To put the hot bread, the yomi the day it was taken. There's no more miracles. We have a tradition from our fathers. The place that Aaron took up didn't make didn't make sense with the measurements, meaning. The wings were 10 amot going each way, plus an aman between. That's uh, 21 amot, but the entire area was 20 amot. The Kerubim were standing, it was one big miracle. So you see, there's more miracles. So the Gemara explains, Nisa, Debarai, Kahashiv, we're only counting miracles that happen outside. And he said, Degavai, Lokahashiv, we're not counting the miracles that happened inside. Yachiv, that's the case. Lahamapanim, Namin, he said, Degavayu. You could also say Lechem Apanim was an inside miracle. And don't count it. So Gemara explains, Lechem Apanim, he said, No, the Lechem Apanim was an outside miracle. Damash Lakish, Madikhtiv, Ala Shulchan HaTahor, Tahor, Mikal Shutameh. It says the Shulchan is Tahor. means if it, we're calling it Tahor, that means sometimes it could be Tameh. Now the problem is, Keli Aetz Ha'asu Ilena Hatu. 
It's a wooden vessel that's meant to stay in one place and not move. And any wooden vessel that's not meant to be moved around is not mekabel tumah. And if you put and if you put this big piece of wood by a door, it blocks the tumah from going through. So how could you call it tahor? Means sometimes it can become tamei. It can never become tamei. Three times a year, the Oler would come, they would take out the Kelim of the Beit HaMikdash, they would show them, one of them was the Shulchan, they'd pick it up, just the fact that they moved it three times a year, it considered movable, and now it could become Tameh, and they would tell people, Everyone see how much loves you. The same way we put it on, that's the way when we take it off. It's uh, the bread is always hot, warm, fresh. So now the Gemara continues asking, there was no more miracles. When Shlomo built the he planted different types of fruit trees of gold. And the fruits would come out at the right time. When the wind blew through them, the fruits would fall off. Lebanon is the better Mikdash. When the goyim came in, everything dried up. The flower of the Lebanon better Mikdash, umlal, being dried up. And Kadosh Baruch Hu will return everything back. Everything will come back. The kavod of the Levanon, the Beit Hamikdash. So why don't we count this also as one of the the ten miracles? So the Gemara explains. And he said, "Miracles that were there the entire time and people could see all the time. They weren't counting." So the Gemara says, "Okay, great." Once we're saying that, Namin, he said the Kvi'ainu, the Aaron and the Keruvim, that their place wasn't, uh, didn't make sense. That also will say that's an ongoing miracle, and we didn't count that. Amar Mor, we said that the smoke coming out of the Bizbeah would go straight up, and the winds would never be able to move it. Wait a second, was there Ashan and by the Malacha? Five things they said about the fire of the Malacha. It was crouched like a lion. And it was clear as the sun. It wasn't the red fire. It was clear like the sun. It had real substance. You could actually feel the fire. It wasn't just an energy. It was a real thing. And the fire was so strong, it could eat the wet wood like the dry wood. And smoke wouldn't go up. So you see then, there was no smoke. So Gmar explains, There would be fire in the Ma'aracha. That's Davka if it was not, uh, it was not from a Kadosh Baruch Hu, it was from a person. The children of Aaron should give fire on the Mizbeach. Even though fire comes from the Shemaim, it's still a Mitzvah for a regular Kohen to bring uh, a fire. So there's different types of fires. There's, if it's a Kadosh Baruch Hu's fire, you have all these five miracles. If it's a regular Kohen, you don't have that, those miracles. Number two, we said Rebbe Ari. The fire was crouched like a lion. I saw it and it was like, uh, it was crouching like a dog. It was like a fire. It was like a dog. So the says, 
was there this uh, crouched like a fire smoke by, by, this, uh, by the second bit of Mikdash, even like a dog. And how do we read it? It says with the So why don't we write it with the hay in the in the v? Rather, you have to say that that extra hay corresponds it's going to correspond to the five things that the second Beit HaMikdash didn't have as opposed to the first Beit HaMikdash. And what are they? Number one is Aron Bechaporet to Kruvim. There was no Aron, Kaporet. There's no Keruvim in the second Beit HaMikdash. Number two, Esh, all the miracles of Esh. Three, Ushchina. The, there was less of a Shechina presence. Veruah HaKodesh. There was less of Ruah HaKodesh. Ve'urim Ve'tumim. And then have the Urim Ve'tumim in the second Beit HaMikdash. Bottom line is you see the fire there. Obviously, there wasn't fire from the heaven in the second Beit HaMikdash. So like my answer is, I'm going Yes, Mihavava, there was fire. And the Hanina saw it uh, uh, crouching like a dog. However, in that fire, the heavenly fire, never helped the regular person's fire. It was on its own and uh, the Hediot's fire was on its own. Tan Rabbanan, Shesh, Ishot, and the six types of fire. Yes, there's a fire that only consumes solids but not liquids. Then there's a fire that only consumes liquids but not solids. There's a fire that consumes liquids and solids. There's a fire that consumes wet like dry. There's a fire that Pushes away other fire. Ve'yesh esh ochelat esh, and there's fire that consumes other fire. Yesh esh ochelat ve'nashota. There's fires that consume solid but not liquid. Hadi dan. That's the regular fire that we have. Shota ve'nashochelat. The one that take that sucks liquids but does not consume solids. The holin of sick people when they have a high fever, it takes away their liquid from their body. But it doesn't uh, it doesn't take anything uh, that's a solid. Ochelet veshota deliyahu, a fire that eats and drinks. That's a veliyahu. Dichtivet hamayim ashebate alalichecha. When the fire came down on Harakaramel by Eliyahu Navi, it licked up the water that was in the trench. Ochelet lachin kiveshin, the one that consumes wet and dry. Demalcha, that's the fire that was on the mizbeach of the korbanot. Yesh esh doha esh fire that pushes away other fire. De Gavriel, that's Gavriel. He himself is fire, and he was able to push away the fire during uh, when Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah went the fire. Biesh ochelet esh, and then there's a fire that eats fire. The shechina, that's the the shechina. Damar more hoshit. It's ba'ol benehem usrafan. Hakadosh Baruch Hu put his hand in between the malachim when the, the malachim were arguing with the Hakadosh Baruch Hu, but not creating man. Hakadosh Baruch Hu put his finger in between them and burnt them. This is alluding to a Gemara and Masechet Sanhedrin Lamed Chet. Now, the Ashan Amaracha Afil Kor Hoch Ba'olam Ein Mizizototo. We learned about the smoke of the Maracha that all the winds could come and they wouldn't move it. Mimkomo. Now, Amar Rebitz Hag Bavdimi. Rebitz Hag Bavdimi said, "Be Motzei Yom Tova Haron Shel Hag." On the last day, 
of Yom Tov on Sukkot, HaKot Sofin Asher Lamalacha, everyone's looking at the, at the smoke of the Malacha, not take Lepet Safon, if it was going towards the north, Anim Smechin, Batim Atsevim, that the poor people are happy, and the Baalei Batim and the homeowners are sad. Because there's going to be a lot of uh, rain that year, and and their fruits are going to be rotten, and therefore they have to get rid of them and sell for cheap. But if it's going towards the south, the poor people will be sad, and the homeowners will be happy. There's not going to be too much rain, and there. Fruits will be washed over. It's not going to rot. Nataka pemizraf. It goes toward the north. I call simachin. Everyone's happy. The right amount is going to come down. Klape ma'araf. It goes toward the west. I call atzimim. It's going to be said. It's not going to be enough food for anybody. So you see, it did move around. So like Ma explains, no. The azil ve'ateke dikla would go back and forth like a palm tree in the wind. Ibadure lo avamidar. But it wouldn't spread out to all sides. If the smoke went towards the east, everyone was happy. West, everyone said. The eastern wind is always good for the world. The west one is always bad. Northern wind, it's good for the wheat. As long as a, a third grew already. But it's bad, but the northern wind is bad for the olives. Bizman she'en hotin when the, during the time when they're coming out. Ruach deromit the southern wind. Kashed lahitim b'shashavu shlish. It's bad for the wheat when a third already grew. Ve'afalazitim bizman she'en hotin, but it's good for the olives during the time when they're like growing. Ve'amar v'yosef v'item amor zutra v'sima nechen to remember all this. Shulchan b'tzafon umnora b'daron. Shulchan, which is the bread, the wheat. That's uh, in the north. We like the north uh, wind for that. And Nora, which was the oil, we like the south wind for that. So now, You see, each one, each wind is good for something. But bottom line we see is that the eastern wind, everyone is happy. Even though it's meant for drying things up. So like my answer is, Depends. If it's for Babel, it's very wet over there. It's very fertile, the land. So a little bit of eastern wind dries things up. It evens everything out. Everyone's happy. But in Eretz Israel, where it dries up very quickly because there's a lot of mountains and hills, then the eastern wind would make everyone sad. It's going to dry up everything even more. And with that, we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.